Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I took a week off last week, kind of inadvertently, kind of like... Oh, well, you know, I just, life got really busy and I just didn't get to it. And I really, really, really have to say, I so appreciate you all who have sent me messages this past week, who even left voice messages on the Anchor um, app. I'm just so thankful because it is so encouraging to me when I hear you guys say, I'm listening to your podcast right now and it's exactly what I needed to hear or you pointed me to Jesus in this. Um, You know, this week especially, I was kind of having one of those weeks where I was feeling a little down and out and they just, the messages came at like the most perfect time. In fact, one morning I had been praying and, you know, sometimes I get in these moods like, you know, does anybody really, you know, get encouraged by what I do? And I could just probably never podcast again and it would be fine. And literally after my prayer time, I had a voice message that was so encouraging. So I just I just feel like, you know, God has continued to show me um, to just stick with ministry here and let him lead it. And, you know, if that means a week off, if that means two weeks off, if that means never off, it's totally his timing for everything. So we're going to get back into the podcast today, going to share with you some things that have just been on my mind lately about our our lives and how we live our lives. And, um, you know, do you always feel like things are never settled? And you'll, you're always like, well, when this thing gets settled, then everything will be okay. We're going to talk about that because things are never going to get settled here on this side of heaven. So before we start, let's thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an award-winning, Christ-centered, biblically sound Christian homeschool curriculum provider. We have always loved Apologia in our homeschool journey. They have um, right now a sale where you can shop their curriculum and receive free shipping on orders over $150 within the contiguous United States. They have lots of great stuff on their website. Go to Apologia.com, click on the menu, and you can find some resources for the homeschooling family. If you're just getting started, you can also check out their online learning. Um, all of the curriculum that they offer. They have just such a wealth of information over there. So go check them out. Also, you can access Apologia's free co-op kickstart guide right now. Uh, You can download that for free on their website as well. So go check everything out at Apologia.com on my desk and it was open to the verse. So, okay, God, you confirmed. Let's go with this topic. So I 
I know for many of us, we are always, you know, we have prayer requests. We're always praying for something. We're always trying to get over some issue. We're always battling something. We're always, there's always something on our radar, right? I mean, that's life. That's how life is. And we're always, um, at least for me, I shouldn't say we, I'll say me. I'm always sort of in this mindset of like, well, once I get through this thing, like then everything's going to be better. And I mean, these are things that I know, no, no, deep down that like this is life. But when I'm in it, sometimes I get so wrapped up in the circumstances that I lose sight of the big picture. So today I want to talk about the big picture. What is your end game of life? I mean, that sounds like a big, deep question, right? Like what on earth are you living for? What is the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning? What is the thing that motivates you every single day? And I think for many of us, it is our human nature to be so focused on the circumstances and the things of this earth that we are losing sight of what our true end game is. Now, recently in our homeschool, we were kind of like um, tackling some deep subjects. My son had asked some hard questions and we had looked up some answers actually because I was like, you know what? I don't really have the answer. Let's look it up. And so we got into like this kind of deep discussion, spiritual discussion. And one of the things that we came upon during that time was just the whole idea that our purpose in life is to glorify God. I mean, it's really like the main thing of Christianity, right? We exist to glorify God. And I think that needs to be a reminder to us daily because I think we think that our purpose is to figure everything out and maybe sometimes to find comfort and ease and to glorify ourselves in the process. And when we think about our our end game of life, hear me on this. Our end game of life is not to figure everything out and is actually not to solve every problem here on earth and is actually not to find comfort and ease and pain-free living. But see, we live in a culture that tells us that is our purpose in life, is to be comfortable, have it easy, acquire things to make us happy. And all of those things in and of themselves are okay. They're good things to have. But our end game, like our our main point of living is not necessarily those things. Our main point of living is to live out our purpose for the Lord. And our main purpose is to give him glory in all things. That means giving him glory in a life that is far from perfect. That means giving him glory in a life that feels chaotic and complicated. That means giving him glory when you wake up in the morning and you feel depressed. That means giving him glory when things don't go your way. That means giving him glory when the going gets tough. And I know it sounds very idealistic and like, oh yeah, you know, we're supposed to do all that. But no, we really are. Like (laughs) we exist to give him glory. And when we look at life that way, it changes everything in our day to day. Now I'm the first to admit, 
I get so caught up in the circumstances. I get so caught up in thinking, once I get this problem taken care of, then blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I, like life is never going to be settled this side of heaven. And I think once we really understand that and grasp that, it makes going through the unsettled times completely different because this we're not living to get things settled we're living to glorify God in the unsettled we're not living now that's not to, well, that's not to say that we don't want to solve our problems and we don't want to heal and we don't want you know to better ourselves it's not that but what i'm saying is we have to recognize number 1 life is never going to be settled So for instance, recently I was praying about something with one of my children, or for one of my children, I should say. And I thought to myself, even when this problem, if this problem gets solved and we get through this issue, this child has an entire life ahead of him, (laughs) right? That's not to say there's not going to be another thing coming down the line. I remember when I was little, we used to watch, um, you know, like a, a series on TV, and it was an yeah, uh, ongoing series, so it was always, you know, continuing, kind of like a soap opera type, uh, you know, it was always a continuing um, uh, storyline. And I remember thinking, like, you would get to, like, one episode and be like, finally, all of the little issues are solved at the end of this episode. But guess what? Like, the next week, there was always, so- like, there was always a new storyline to tackle, right? And if you think about it, those shows that have that kind of, continuing uh, theme or continuing storyline, they continue every week, they never get to a point where it's like, okay, everything is perfect, because then you wouldn't have a show anymore. (laughs) And it's kind of like our life. I mean, if you think back, I remember like when I was young, right? I couldn't wait for every stage the next stage, right? I couldn't wait to be engaged. We got engaged. Couldn't wait to be married. We got married. Couldn't wait to have kids. We had kids and another and another and another, right? Then when you have those kids, you can't wait for them to reach a certain age because then it will get easier. Let me tell you, it never gets easier, even when they're adults. As they always say, bigger kids, bigger problems, right? It's not that they're like big problem kids because they're not. But you're always, you know, they're walking now through their lives And they're going to have issues just like we've all had issues in our lives, right? So there's always things coming up down the line. You know, you can't wait for them to get a certain age. Then my daughter got married. I couldn't wait for that wedding, right? And the list goes on and on. And it's like sometimes we don't even realize like by now that there is a pattern. We're always caught thinking That when we solve this problem or resolve this issue or when we reach this new stage or when we get this new thing, then somehow life will finally be where it's supposed to be. Why do we get stuck in that pattern? Like I'm 47 years old. I should realize by now that that is a faulty way of thinking. But if you look around, it's like everybody's, that's what we're, I mean, right? You, you have friends that you're always praying for something. And not that we shouldn't pray for those things. But see, I think we're always praying for the solution rather than for the growth that is taking place 
enduring the problem or we're praying for the solution, thinking that when that solution comes, then everything will be okay. Are we glorifying God in all things? Are we giving thanks in all things? Like it says in, I think it's first Thessalonians. Are we looking at the circumstances or are we looking at the one who walks with us through the circumstances? Because if we are always waiting and always hoping and there's always something to resolve, we will still end up constantly in a state of searching and waiting and hoping for this thing that we're never going to arrive. That's what I wanted to read to you, the verse. Remember I said, I opened up and it I mean, I looked over to my Bible and it was ready, opened up to this passage. And I was like, wow, okay, God, we'll go with this topic today. Philippians 1.6 says, <clears throat> Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Nothing will be complete until Jesus returns and makes us complete. In the meantime, we are not supposed to have everything figured out. We are not ever going to arrive to this place where I think we think someday we're going to get to. There's always something new on the horizon. There's always going to be a new set of problems, a new circumstance, a new illness, a new whatever it is. And that is life. And we have to understand, yes, we pray for things to get solved and we, you know, we, we are excited about future events or we're, you know, living in an anticipation or a hope, but our hope is really in the anticipation of Jesus returning. We cannot put a false hope in like, oh, next year when I have that new job, we'll have enough money and life will be good. Oh, next year when I have whatever. You know, there's another story to illustrate this well. When Steve was, uh, when we were first married, Steve was working in New York City and I was, we got pregnant right after I got married, like two months in, I was pregnant with Grace, my firstborn. And I stopped working right away because, number one, I was having a lot of morning sickness and feeling terrible and driving to work an hour every day was not really conducive to feeling nauseous all the time. And we knew that when I had her that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. So kind of early on in the pregnancy, Steve was like, you know, I have this great job. It's fine. You can, you know, stop working now and just be home and get ready for the baby and all that. So that was great. And so she was due early April. And I remember once the holidays were over and it was January, there wasn't a lot going on, like to keep me kind of occupied until the baby came, right? I had stopped working. I was home. And, um, you know, it felt like time was really moving slowly. Of course, I couldn't wait for my baby to come, you know. So we had gone through the holidays. That was all busy and everything. And then all of a sudden, January came and it was this very slow, long, dark month. And I was just waiting and waiting for that baby. And I kept thinking how I couldn't wait for that baby to come. And, you know, it's going to be so wonderful when um, that baby gets here. Because I didn't know it was a girl. Yeah, it's going to be so wonderful when the baby gets here. And I just, I was so excited. It felt like time was just moving so slowly. And I just kept thinking, once we get through January, 
it'll be better. Like, I just want January to end because then life is going to, I'll be closer to having that baby. I'll be closer to my due date. It won't be so dark and cold anymore. I just wanted January 31st to get there because it felt like the longest month. I remember waking up every day and being like, it is still January. January 31st came and guess what? One of the hardest days for us as a newly married couple up until then, one of the hardest days probably for us ever up until, you know, in our relationship at that moment, January 31st came and Steve called me that day. I'll never forget. He was working in New York City. He had just gotten this new job. He was making a great salary. I quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom like we were living the life. Now I just needed that baby to come. January 31st, he called me and he said to me, I just lost my job. They just laid off a whole bunch of people, and I'm one of them. Come pick me up at the train station. And I remember like, what? What are we going to do? This baby is due shortly. Ended up having her at the end of March, so it was not long, you know, before I was going to have her. I have quit my job. We were all set up to be, you know, this young stay-at-home mom and all this, and what is going on? What are we going to do? Here I was waiting and waiting for January 31st because I thought if I could just get through this month and little did I know that January 31st was going to be the hardest day of our lives up until that point, you know, as a married couple. Be careful what you wish for. Because I remember, like, I just couldn't wait for that day. If I had known... What was coming, I may have not wished away January. I may have enjoyed January a little bit more. I may have not just sat around counting the days. I may have used my time to glorify God, right? No, I was just sitting around counting the days waiting. And I think we do that. We think when we get to this certain point of our lives, then we can exhale. But quite frankly, we never know. Like it says in the book of James, right? You don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't even know if you'll be here tomorrow. And yet we live our lives in anticipation and hope of the wrong things. Our anticipation and hope is that one day Jesus is going to come to complete all the things, all the hardships. He's going to come to make all things new and perfect. And in the meantime, we need to expect that life is never going to be smooth sailing. There will always, always be something. Always be something to pray for. And you know what? May our prayers not be just about getting a solution to that thing. May our prayers be about getting us closer to God. Because see, that is really the point of our prayers. Sure, we can go to God with our intercessions and go to him with the things that we desire because the Bible tells us to do that. But we're not always going to get the answer to the prayer that we're hoping for, looking for, or wanting. But yet that doesn't mean our prayers are in vain because our prayers are an intimate time for us to communicate with the Lord. We grow through our prayers. It's not about the answer to the prayer. It's about that intimate relationship and communication with the Lord in our prayers. 
And so our lives should be lived the same way. It's not that the circumstances of life don't matter. It's not that suffering is, you know, something that is desired for sure. We all want to avoid suffering. I get it. But there is so much more that is deeper going on within those times. Right? So as we walk through our life as unsettled as it is, may we keep our eyes on the shepherd who guides us through. So I'm saying that shepherd because in my in my mind, I have to the forefront of my mind, I would love to do a whole podcast on this. Um, and I probably will at some point. My boys and I in our homeschool this week have been studying sheep and shepherds. We're doing this whole unit on um, plants and animals of the Bible. And right now we're focusing on sheep. And so, of course, there's so many biblical lessons in the Bible about sheep and shepherds. And one of the things we talked about yesterday, we were reading a commentary of Psalm 23. And um, it talked about how the sheep they're not even concerned with their surroundings. They are they are so fixed on their shepherd. You know, sheep are very um, uh, needy animals. They really have no defense on their own. They really can't provide for themselves. They really need their shepherd. And so they're not even concerned about the dangers around them. They're just so fixed on their shepherd, knowing that their shepherd is going to lead them to food and water, going to protect them from danger. It's just such a beautiful picture. And that's us through our life. If we can just keep our eyes on our shepherd who is guiding us through, because it says in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and it says, you know, I will fear no evil. So that means that we are guaranteed to walk in valleys we are guaranteed to be surrounded by evil. But when our eyes are on our shepherd, knowing that he will walk us through and that there is a purpose and a plan for everything, it's just such a beautiful picture. So we can walk through our lives knowing that, yeah, this world is evil. This world is filled with sin and suffering. And we can walk through every circumstance that comes our way with our eyes firmly fixed on the one who is walking through with us with his rod and his staff to protect us and comfort us and to lead us and control us and help us and guide us. Like we can walk through every circumstance knowing that it's all part of the greater plan. So if our end game in life is Jesus then everything else falls into its proper place. If we say each morning, okay, Lord, this day I know is in your hands and I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust that I'm going to walk through it with you. And as I walk through it with you, I have an opportunity to know you even more and to get closer to you. And in the end, to glorify you in all things, that is our end game. See, for us, we get so caught up in the circumstances. Like our end game always feels like the here and now. Like I said, if I can just get through this one thing with my child, then, you know, like I said to a friend this week, I said, I don't, she said, you know, how can I pray for you? We were talking, I was kind of struggling with some things. And I said to her, 
don't pray necessarily for all these circumstances that are going on right now. Just pray for me that in the circumstances I can keep my eyes on God because I am too easily controlled by my circumstances. And what I mean by that is to say my mood is so dependent on the circumstances. Oh good, this thing went my way. Now I'm happy. I said to my friend, pray that I could have joy in the Lord no matter what the circumstances. See, that's the sign of a mature Christian. It is not saying that you have joy in the circumstances themselves. I don't have joy when my child is suffering. I don't have joy when loved ones are suffering. I don't have joy when I look at the evil in the world. I don't have joy when I'm suffering. I don't have joy when there's tragedy. But I have joy in the Lord in those circumstances because I know, number one, that he is in control and he is leading us through all these circumstances. And I know, number two, that these circumstances are temporary and he is forever. My heavenly home with him is forever. And the Bible promises that while we are here on earth, we are going to suffer. While we are here on earth, we are going to face trials. It's not if, it's when. And so if we are focused on the Lord then when those troubles come our way, it's not that we're embracing trouble and saying, oh yes, I want to suffer, but we expect it and we walk through it completely differently than we're, when we're not focused on him and we're focused on the circumstances. Like if those shepherds weren't caring for their sheep and you have wolves coming and those sheep can't find food and water and all the circumstances, they're left to their own devices. Of course, they're going to focus on the wolves. Of course, they're going to wonder where their food and water is going to come from. But when their shepherd is standing there, their eyes are on the shepherd. And that's us with the Lord. Our eyes are on Jesus and we can say, yes, there are wolves right outside my door. Yes, I don't know tomorrow if I will be able to find provision. Money might be tight. Finances. Circumstances are difficult. We don't know what tomorrow brings. There's danger out there. But eyes on Jesus. Because he is our perfect protector. We don't have to wonder like, is he going to be a good protector? Is he going to be able to provide? Is he going to be able to protect? The Bible says He is our provider. He is our protector. So there is no wondering. So your eyes can be firmly fixed on him. I mean, think about the safety that you feel knowing that you are protected and provided for. And that even though things are lurking all around and in this life, they... It will never be perfect. There will always be things lurking. There's always going to be something to pray for. There's always going to be, you know, a hardship. And when you get through those things, we're never, we've never arrived. We're never like, okay, I got through that circumstance. Now life has reached this point. And I don't know why we do that pattern. Like I do it for myself. Like I can look back and clearly see how I've done that my whole life. When I get to this point, when I get to that point, I am 47 years old now. I've never gotten to that point. 
And it's the same for our kids. I look at them and I think, well, once they get through this thing, they have their whole lives ahead of them. And I know full well that that means they're going to have trials and circumstances and hardships because that is life. But when we change our perspective and say, what is the end game? The end game is to know him, to glorify him in all things. It changes everything. It changes how you deal with your circumstances. And it helps you to realize, like it says in Philippians 1, 6, things will never be complete until Jesus returns. Things will only ever be settled in heaven. So we have to live with the tension here on earth that life is going to be unsettled. And when it is unsettled, we look to Jesus to settle us in the here and now as best as we can because we know that it will never be 100% complete until he returns. There's not one of us who can look back on our lives and say, wow, I finally got to the place now where everything's good. You may have worked out certain situations. Certain things may have gone your way. But there's always, always something else on the horizon. And when we live offensively and not defensively, I've talked about this before, but offensively meaning when you're filled up with the Lord, when you're walking with Him, when you're reading His Word, when the trials come your way, you're equipped already. Rather than, oh no, there's a trial. Let me run to the Lord now. No, not that he doesn't want you to run to him when you need him, but we want to walk with him always. You know, a sheep doesn't just go looking for a shepherd when he needs it. The shepherd is always there. Recognize that your shepherd is always there. And he's willing to lay down his life for you. And the shepherd is there to protect and to guide you. So we will never arrive. We'll never get to a place on earth where everything is all settled. It will only ever be settled in heaven. And I really think when we can live that way, I mean, that simplifies everything, right? Our lives are so chaotic and so confusing and we can feel so complicated. But doesn't it take out all the complications When you realize, yes, I'm praying for this thing. Maybe you're praying for a situation right now. Maybe you feel like life is overwhelming right now. And you feel like, gosh, if I can just get through this thing. And yes, it may get easier for a while. And that thing may be taken off your plate. And if your prayers are answered about that thing, it may get settled. But there's always something else. There's always something else because God is working in our lives so that when it is time for us to be with him forever, we will have had all the things here on earth that he has wanted us to walk through. If you're alive today, it's because he's still got a purpose for you here on earth. And he wants you, as you're living out that purpose, to glorify him in all things. I will be the first to admit, I'm not giving God glory 
when I get depressed and I'm folded up on my bed in the fetal position and I'm doing woe is me for the day. I'm not giving God glory when I'm scrolling on the internet looking to numb my mind rather than going to his word because I'm feeling down and out. I'm not giving God glory when I isolate myself. That's what happens to me when I kind of get down and out. I isolate myself. I, you know, kind of withdraw from people. I'm not giving God glory in the circumstances. And you may listen to this and you may be like, but you don't know. You don't know the hard stuff I'm going through. Number one, you're right. I don't know. But God does. And God is right there wanting to walk through whatever it is with you. And number two, I will say, I could say easily back, you don't know the hard things I've been through, right? We all, we all have our things. And just because I haven't talked about them like publicly doesn't mean I don't know suffering. I do. Believe me, I do. And right there. In the midst of the suffering, God is always there. There is no one here on earth who is going something, going through something that is so horrific and so horrible that God is not there. Every single one of us has access to him through Jesus. And he wants to walk through things with us. I can't imagine going through life without the hope of Jesus, without the hope of eternity, without the truth of God's word about who he is and who I am with him. Like, I can't even imagine. Well, I always say that, but yes, I can imagine because half of my life I lived without that. But I can't imagine going back to that way of life. I would be in such despair. Like, what on earth are you living for? Of course you're always living for the next thing. Of course you're always living for things to get settled. Because like, what else is there? But when you're truly living for Jesus and you truly understand who you are because of him, a sinner saved by grace, who will one day live with the Lord, Like when you truly understand that, it changes everything. There's nothing on this earth that you can't get through. It says there in Romans 8, right? Nothing can separate you from the love of God through Christ Jesus. And so even though some of us may feel like, but this thing is just too hard, we always have him and we always have the hope that he gives us. I really just wanted to point out today in today's podcast. And like I said, usually when I'm podcasting about something, speaking about something, doing a devotional about something, writing about something, it's because I'm walking through it. I had a couple of struggles recently. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I am not one to hide these things. I am transparent as much as I want to publicly share, but I am transparent that I go through trials. And sometimes I don't go through them well. Sometimes I have my eyes off the shepherd and completely on me. And I believe that I have to share that real and honestly with you guys because we're all in this together, right? We all, what good would it do if I got on here and said, I never ever take my eyes off of Jesus. I live a perfect life. Like that wouldn't do anybody any good. Do I want 
to keep my eyes on Jesus? Absolutely. Is that what we all should do? Absolutely. But I know the struggle of what happens when I take my eyes off him and put them on the earth and put them on the things of this world and put them on the circumstances. And that's when I get into the very inward focused, woe is me, or the very, once I get through this thing, then everything will be okay. 47 years, I think I can say now, no, everything is never going to be okay. It's only okay because we have Jesus, but our circumstances on earth, like the things that you're praying about right now, the things that I'm praying about right now, we all have situations, right? If today every single one of them was to be solved or to be, you know, answered, say, in the way that you want favorably, I can guarantee you it is not going to stay that way. There is always always something down the line that is going to change that is going to surprise us like i said january 31st when i was a newly married woman i was you know thinking that january 31st would come and then we'd finally get to a new month and we'd be so you know happy and blah 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 and january 31st came and blindsided me it's one of the worst days of my married life when i've been married very long uh so you never know Just because we get all of our ducks in a row for a day, believe me, we know tomorrow a trial is going to come. And we have to remember what it says in James 1, right? Consider it joy because trials give us perseverance. Trials can test our faith. Trials can bring us closer to Jesus. If I hadn't walked through the biggest trials in my life, I wouldn't know Jesus like I do today. And so, you know, there's always this kind of like difficult thing to tackle with that subject because people I feel like are very much, you know, when they hear that, like, well, why does God want us to walk through trials? And I'm just like, you know, look to our shepherd, look to Jesus. He walked through the biggest trial of any of us. Publicly shamed, beaten, killed bearing the weight of the entire world's sin past present and future that my friends is a trial we can't even imagine and he did it for us and the thing about that is Jesus never said Like, you know, he went to the father in that garden and he said, like, if this is not your, like, if this is your will, then I, I, um, I'll take it. Like, can we do that? Can we face circumstances and say, Lord, if this is your will, I'll take it. I mean, it's not easy, but where would we want to be anywhere else? We only want to be in his will and Jesus willingly, because it was the father's will, went through more suffering than any of us could ever imagine. And because of that, we, we all get to be with the Father. You know, sometimes I talk about preaching the gospel to ourselves daily. I think it's so important, I mean, to literally preach the gospel to yourself daily, to remember what Jesus did, why he did it, 
every single day because it humbles us to remember, oh my goodness, look what he did for me. Yes, I can face whatever circumstance I have now because he's with me in it. And if the end game of my life is only to grow closer to Jesus, only to know him more and make him known and glorify his name, then I will do whatever it takes. So if we could look at our daily life in that aspect, in that perspective and say, all right, Lord, whatever you have for me today, I'm ready, willing, and able because I'm walking into it with you. And I will glorify your name today no matter what. See, what happens to me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, emotions are so up and down. And especially as a 47-year-old woman, I think you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like the hormonal thing right now is out of control. And so emotions have a big play in my life. One day, a, a, a little thing can happen and it's not a big deal. The next day it can happen and the world is ending, right? You all get what I'm saying. That is why we cannot rely on ourselves and our emotions. We must rely on Jesus. He will settle us in all the unsettled times, even our emotions. That's a big one for me. It's really hard because there's that physical aspect of it. That's why I have to go to him and fill my mind with truth so that when I am an emotional mess, I, like I said, I'm acting in the offensive. I'm so filled with truth that it kind of subdues those emotions, right? It kind of makes them a little bit more easy to manage. But if I'm not walking with the Lord, those emotions are going to take over. Believe me, ask me how I know. I've seen it time and again. If I'm not burying my nose in his word, if I'm not listening to him, I'm listening to me and my emotions. And that is a very unsettled place to be. And so recently, like I'm in my car a lot. And so, and by a lot, I just mean because anywhere I go, it's like at least a half an hour. If I go to the grocery store, now that I work at my church, I'm there several times a week and that's 35, 40 minutes. So I'm in my car for extended periods of time. So I have been listening to the Bible when I'm in my car. Just recently, I started listening to the Billy Graham station on Sirius radio. Like it's just sermon after sermon. It changes everything when my mind doesn't wander, right? When I'm just listening, even if it's say background noise, quote unquote, like if my kids are in the car or I am sort of thinking while it's on. It's good background noise to have truth. I'm telling you, it's good background noise. I could have a lot of junk in the background. It's good to have these things just like filling my day. And so I've been trying to do that. You know, I could look at it and say, oh, I have to drive to church and it's, you know, 35 minutes and then I got to go again the next morning. I was there last night. I'm going tomorrow morning and I'm going back again at night. There was one day this week where I was in the car several times and I was like, you know what? I could look at that and say, woe is me. I have to draw. And I'm like, no, I get to listen to, I can redeem that time because you know what? How easy would it be for me to spend a half an hour on the internet? No, I'm spending a half an hour to go do a job that I love to be able to minister to people. And while I'm commuting, I can listen to God's word. Do you see how I can, you can take a circumstance and change it very easily? Our human nature, our flesh is so quick to say, woe is me. 
Look at all I have to do. Woe is me. Blah, blah, blah. But when you turn it and you say, listen, the end game of my life is to glorify God and I need to know him more and I want to walk with him every day. I'm going to use my half an hour to church and half an hour back to fill my mind with truth. I get to spend that hour in the car with the Lord because it would, believe me, an hour at home doing junk, scrolling on the internet, watching videos, whatever would go by in a flash. So who am I to say, oh, I have to be in the car for an hour. I get to go minister to people and I can use that hour in the car for good. And we can use that in our life, right? We can say, oh, I have to, woe is me. I have to walk through this circumstance. Or we can say, yes, I get to walk through this circumstance with the Lord. And since the end game of my life is to know him more and to give him glory in all that I do, how do I walk through this circumstance and do it well? eyes on him and not the circumstance because guess what he is going to take care of the circumstance he is going to either you know solve it favorably in your eyes or he's going to answer it even differently than you thought but it is still the best answer his answer is always going to be the best answer but while you walk through that circumstance while you're praying while you're clinging to him you're getting closer to him and glorifying him so the end game of our life The end game of our life is to live for him, not ourselves. We have it so backwards. We're constantly focusing on what we want. And if we can just get through this thing and then things will be settled. And he's over there saying, just walk with me. Just walk with me. Don't worry about what's up ahead. I've got it. Walk with me. Because you'll get to know me more. And you'll get to give my name glory while you're doing it. Oh, it's so obvious, I feel like, but so hard to do for me. I want to hear from you. Do you struggle with that as well? Like when I'm talking about it, I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. But then I know me. I get back into my life and it's so hard. So what do you do to keep your eyes on him? I mean, like I said, one of the things I've been doing is filling that car ride with truth. Seeing the time that I spend during the day and evaluating. Am I walking with the Lord in this or am I putting my eyes back on the earth? Am I putting my eyes on the worldly things or am I putting my eye on the heavenly things? And that's been very helpful. It's Helpful to live on the offensive. So when the emotions at different times of the month can overtake me, I have a better chance (laughs) at, you know, getting through that when I'm walking with the Lord and I'm filled up on the truth. So our end game, my friends, our end game of life is not our comfort, is not our ease, is not to just get through this one stage of life. Our end game is to live for him and to glorify him in all we do. I would love to hear from you. I thank you guys when you reach out to me. You have no idea how much it encourages me. At pretty much every single time one of your messages come through, whether it's on email, whether it's on a uh, direct message on Instagram or Facebook or on a voice message at Anchor, they always come through at the exact time I need it. When my eyes are kind of like on the circumstances, you guys always come through and you guys point me back to Jesus. So I thank you for your messages. You can leave me a voice message at anchor.com. 
FM slash Simply Living for Him. You can just tell me what you think about the podcast. You can tell me ideas for future episodes, anything you want over there. If it's just easier for you to leave a voice message, you can do that. You can always email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. Share this podcast episode with a friend. Encourage one another. um, And, you know, let me know. Let me know what the Lord is doing in your life. I would love to hear from you. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.